everybody and welcome to the Trial Talk podcast. I am your host, Berta Terre Torres, a former researcher and the science communications officer at the MRC Clinical Trials Unit at UCL. In this show, we explore the clinical trial landscape by talking to clinicians and researchers that are behind the work we do. If you're interested in listening how our research can help improving healthcare in the UK and around the world, this is your podcast. Today, I will be talking to Annabelle South. She has been working with us for more than 11 years as a policy, communications and research impact coordinator, which means that she makes sure to communicate about our trials to the right audiences in the right ways. As part of her PhD work, Annabelle led the Show Respect study. This study aimed to find out the best ways to communicate the results of clinical trials to participants. In a previous episode of the Trial Talk, Annabel discussed why is it important to offer trial results to participants. Today, we're going to talk about the practicalities and barriers of sharing results with participants to better understand why, in practice, this doesn't always happen. Welcome to the podcast, Annabel. Thanks, Better. I would like to start by asking you about the challenges of sharing results with participants. Why is it so difficult to get that right? Yeah, it sounds like it should be straightforward, doesn't it? Because, you know, we've been following up these participants for all the time they've been in the trial. But actually, when I started looking into this, I realised it, it wasn't as straightforward as it seemed. Firstly, there's practical challenges. So for the types of trials we run at the MRC Clinical Trials Unit at UCL, we don't have contact details for the people taking part. All communication with them goes through the, the sites, which are busy NHS hospitals for UK trials or, or other hospitals. This might be difficult if it comes at a point when staff who've worked on the trial have moved on to other studies because the trials come to an end. Also, some trials don't include budget for sharing results in their, their grant application, and so it might not have resources to do it. And also, depending on what the trial shows, it might be potentially emotionally difficult for, for people to receive those results if they're disappointing results. People sharing results might be worried that it might upset participants. Um, and so working out how we can share the results with them without causing kind of unnecessary distress it can be tricky. Also, trial results are sometimes complex and so it can be hard to work out how to explain them and communicate them in a way that can be understood by people who aren't medical experts. Finally, there's just not much information out there or evidence on how we should be doing it, so there's nothing much to guide our practice. So it really seems it's a complex problem with a lot of layers that you need to overcome. And by doing the show respect study, you wanted to overcome some of these challenges. Can you talk us through of what the study was trying to test? Show respect was trying to look at how we should share results with participants in an ovarian cancer trial. And it tested uh, three different ways of sharing results. One was an enhanced web page, and we compared that to a basic web page. The enhanced web page had a video on it of a clinician explaining the results. It had links to further information and support, and people could send in questions to be answered on the website. And that was compared to just a basic web page, which had a plain language summary. We also looked at sending the results by post to participants versus not sending them by post. And the final intervention was people could sign up for an email list to receive the results and also they could send in questions that would be answered in a future email. So those were the three approaches that we were looking at. 
And we chose those because we thought they'd be practical for busy hospitals to implement and practical for trial teams that don't have huge budgets or access to expertise for communication to, to put into place. Um, and so we wanted to find out if, if those interventions uh, could improve how satisfied participants are with how the results are communicated. So you talk about these approaches, interventions, because the way that the trial was designed was as if it was a randomised clinical trial, right? Yeah, so Show Respect was a randomised trial taking place within another randomised trial. Great. And I'd like to know a little bit more about how patient and public involvement was uh, incorporated into the study, because we're obviously talking about participant satisfaction. So this, this might be a very important element to take into account when thinking of a study like Show Respect. Yeah, patient and public involvement was really crucial throughout the Show Respect study. The idea for the study came from doing some patient engagement work, trying to share the results of another trial that we'd been working on, and finding out that not everybody who should have received results had received them, so, so identifying that we needed to do something different. Then I did a focus group with people taking part in cancer trials and carers to find out whether they thought this was an important issue and to start kind of working out um, what were priorities for them in this area. And that, that really kind of brought home this was something that trial participants really want to be offered trial results uh, and it was something that we need to get better at. Um, following that, I did a survey of around 50 patients to find out what were the most important measures, what things should we be measuring to find out if the way we're sharing results works or not. Once we worked out it was an ovarian cancer trial that we were going to do the show respect study within, I carried out a discussion group for women on ovarian cancer trials to really hone down what interventions to test and also to get feedback on the draft wording for the printed summary and, and kind of finalise what the outcome we should be measuring was. So that was really important for the design of the study. We've also had a patient representative who's been part of the Show Respect Study Steering Group. She looked through all the draft uh, questionnaires and all the things which went out to participants and gave us feedback on that and was part of all the discussions about how we design and run the study. And then since we've had results... I've run another discussion group with patients on ovarian cancer trials to look at how do we interpret these results, what should be our recommendations, and uh, Eva's also helped with the previous episode of the podcast, so you can hear some of her words on that as well. So PPA has been really embedded in the whole process of, of the study, really. Yeah, I mean, it would be crazy to run a study like Show Respect without doing lots of PPI. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And, and that brings me to the next question, which is, what were the main findings of the Show Respect study? The primary outcome for Show Respect was how satisfied participants were with how the results had been communicated to them. And we found that participants who were at hospitals which were randomised to share results via a posted printed summary were much more likely to be satisfied with how the results were shared than those at sites which were randomised to no posted printed summary. And that was uh, quite a big odds ratio. It was a statistically significant difference. It was really clear evidence from Show Respect that the posted printed summary was the way to go for this patient population. We didn't find that the enhanced web page improved participant satisfaction over the basic web page and the email list didn't make any difference either. So it was the posted printed summary which was key. 
what we did find uh, was the enhanced web page meant people were more likely to say that they, the, the results summary they'd got had told them everything they wanted to know compared to the basic web page. Um, but actually, on all the other outcomes, the interventions were, were fairly fairly similar in terms of participants could understand the results. They found it easy to find out the results. Um, and around uh, 16% said they were upset to some extent by receiving results, but nearly all of them were glad to have received them and didn't regret finding out the results, even if they had find, found the results upsetting. That sounds very interesting. And I think you made it clear that the highlight is that sending printed summaries by post was the best yes. approach. And what was the process for sharing results with participants? So in show respect, the process we used was uh, site staff would send all the participants in the Icon 8 trial, the ovarian cancer trial we did show respect in, uh, a patient update information sheet that contained a message saying, thanks for taking part in the trial. We've now got some results. Here's how you can find them out. And then it had the information for which web page, you know, the link to the web page they were randomised to. If they were randomised to the email list, it had a link for them to sign up to that. And if they were randomised to the posted printed summary, it said, we'll send you the results by post in three weeks' time. If you don't want to receive them, just let us know. So that information got sent to all the participants. And then three weeks later, at, at sites which were randomised to the posted printed summary, uh, site staff posted out the, the printed summary to, to participants who hadn't opted out. And actually, 93% of participants in, wanted to know the results. So nearly all of them do. Very few people opted out of receiving the results. I see. And in terms of resources and time, how feasible it is to, to send the printed summaries to all the participants? We really wanted to make sure that any recommendations that came out of Show Respect would be for interventions that are feasible for sites to implement in clinical studies beyond a, a study within a trial. Um, so we asked site staff to record how much time they spent on delivering the different Show Respect interventions, and we also collected information on, on the costs of the different interventions. So what we found that, as you would expect, sending information by post, if you have to send a posted summary as well as the information sheet, so you're sending two things out at two different time points, that increases how much time. Just to send out the patient update information sheet took on average about 11 minutes per participant for site staff. Whereas to send out both pieces of information, I think it was around 45 minutes uh, per participant. So that's quite a lot of work and part of that um, you know was checking that the participant was um, you know was still alive and, and and it was suitable to send send the results to them and then there's all the looking at the details and those sorts of things but um, site, staff at sites randomized to the posted printed summaries may have spent slightly less time answering questions from patients than staff at sites randomized to no posted printed summary um, so Altogether, we think that the cost per participant for sharing results via the posted printed summary was around £30 versus around £15 for sites randomised to no posted printed summary. So it's approximately double. But if you put that into the context of 
these clinical trials and the, the costs and the amount of time that sites spend on different trial processes is less than one percent of the cost it's it's really a tiny fraction of that so um and one of the, the concerns about sharing results is it will raise loads of questions and sites won't have the capacity to answer them all but actually we found that most sites had maybe one or two questions from patients it wasn't a huge amount um and i think it worked out about 10 minutes per participant to answer the question so so we're not talking at a massive additional work load. I interviewed some of the site staff who'd been involved in sharing results and they nearly all said that it was very easy to share the results with participants and it didn't take too much time. The only exceptions to that were the sites which had lots and lots of participants. So for for most sites it really wasn't a problem to do this and the site staff were really glad that they were able to share results with participants because they thought it was important. But the really big sites where they've got 50 or, or more patients it does add up and so it is more of a barrier for them. Yeah, it's something to really have in mind when you're budgeting for these type of resources. Yeah, definitely. And it's also very encouraging to see that the clinical staff found it valuable as well to to really spend the time to answer the queries and to inform the participants. Yeah, they they talked about lots of benefits of sharing results with participants, including it showing respect to the participant and, and kind of showing that they value the participant's contribution. Also reflecting that participants take part in studies, firstly, because maybe they, they will get some benefit from it, but also because they want to help other patients in the future. And so sharing results helps kind of give some closure and, and helps them find out to what extent those aims have been achieved. It also kind of help increase the awareness of the importance of research and increase trust in transparency. So they, they had lots of reasons why they wanted to do it. And actually, during the course of the ICON-8 trial, the ovarian cancer trial, we did show respect in. Participants had been followed up for five to eight years, and actually some of them had developed really close relationships with their site staff, their research nurse. And so because there was that close relationship, they wanted to give something back to participants. Yeah, it's very nice to see these long-lasting relationships between the two sides. And obviously, show respect was based in a particular type of study, the ICON-8. So my question is then, how transferable are these findings to other studies? Yeah, that's a really key question when we think about can we transfer these findings to other studies. ICON-8 was an ovarian cancer trial which meant that most of the participants were older women aged 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 um, and how they prefer to receive results might be very different from a trial in young men for example or a trial looking at a less serious condition. Obviously patients in an ovarian cancer trial where ovarian cancer doesn't always have great outcomes and so they've got a lot riding on it. If it's for a less serious condition maybe it's less emotionally intense for them receiving results. So four in ten of the participants in show respect use computers less than daily. That means that some struggled to access the web page or they had to get family and friends to help them accessing it. And and I was expecting to find in the results that actually people randomised to the posted summary saying it was easier to access the results than people who were just randomised to a web page. But actually we didn't see that. But as well as the, the whole kind of how comfortable the, the patient population are using computers, accessing email or web pages. There were other reasons why people preferred the printed summary. 
So a lot of the women I interviewed who'd taken part in Icon 8, they showed me folders they had of all the information they'd received about their ovarian cancer treatment and, and taking part in the trial, like big ring binders. And so having something physical that they could file along with all that other information for future reference was much easier than having to print out a web page or an email. It also made it easier for them to share with others to show to family members or friends or to write notes on it and take it into the clinic with them for their next hospital appointment if they wanted to ask questions and also we made sure it looked nice and it was printed on good paper and it's something tangible to have as a, as a kind of thank you for taking part in the trial so it wasn't just about whether the patient population could access the web page there were other reasons why people preferred the posted printed summary yeah that makes sense uh, one more question I'd like to ask you is about what's next what should be the next research uh, following up the show respect the results So I think one of the important things to do next is to look at, okay, we know the answer for the ICON-8 trial, but really what about in different scenarios, different trial populations, different disease areas, different results scenarios? So what if we'd found a clear difference? ICON-8 found no difference between the arms. And so in some ways that made it easier for patients on the control arm to receive the results because nobody received an inferior treatment. What if you find that your intervention's super and they have much better survival? That might be harder to receive, more upsetting to receive if you're in the control arm and you missed out on that that super intervention. So, so that's something that that needs more more research. So, I think we we could do with duplicating the show respect study in different trials and and seeing how how um, whether we get similar results. But I think another really important next step is we just need to get on with sharing results with participants. We we know that most participants want the results of trials they've taken part in. And we know from the HRA transparency report from 2021 that 90% of trial participants aren't getting that opportunity, which is wrong. So we know that... Um, Even if the results are disappointing, patients still want to find them out and are glad that they've received them. Uh, and we really need to just get on with making sure we're doing it well. There's more research to be done, but there's also kind of clear impetus. We need to be doing this. We don't need to just put it off until we've researched everything and, and, and answered every possible scenario. I think another area that needs more research is what we do about sharing results with Um, family members of participants who die during a trial. Uh, this was something that in my interviews with site staff and with pa trial participants, there was a lot of strong feelings on, but there was no consensus. Um, and generally people felt that some family members might find some comfort in knowing trial results, but finding a way to offer those results that isn't upsetting a uh, or isn't too upsetting. That needs more careful patient and public involvement, and it, it needs more research, more qualitative research, I think, to find a way that we do that. So that's a big, tricky research area, but that's still a big gap. I think this piece of research that you've done is fascinating, and I hope that your respect will be an inspiration for future trials. But before we go, I'd like to ask you, Annabelle, where can we go if we want to learn more about your respect? The, the results from the patient data we collected were published last year in PLOS Medicine. We've also did a previous episode of the podcast where we talked about why it's important to share results. So that's available on our SoundCloud channel. And there's also more information on our website as well. 
Yeah, so definitely. If you want to learn more about show respect or any of the other research that we carry on at the Emerson Clinical Trials Unit at UCL, you can subscribe to our SoundCloud channel and you'll find lots of information there. Thank you so much for listening and see you in the next episode of The Trial Talk. <laughs>